Hello and welcome to the second episode of the British Take Podcast. I'm James Cartwright and you may notice I'm with a different guest today and that is Samuel Aiton, the usual comilist. <laughs> I've butchered that, <laughs> but uh, we will continue. So Sam usually writes a, a fair few pieces throughout the week, as do I. Um, welcome, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, even though I assume that I'll probably be on fairly regularly. But yeah, it's good to be making my debut on the podcast. Obviously something we've talked about for a while, so... Nice to be here and finally get involved. Yeah, essentially this is uh, myself and the other two you've seen is basically going to be the podcast makeup. We may have others, but we'll see their availability. Yes, the, maybe the fantasy season goes on. That'd be interesting yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, definitely. I think there's the a few people of- that will probably probably want to have a chat and stuff on, on, on about the uh, the NFL fantasy. Um, but obviously, it depends on who you can get in and where people are. I mean, I like guys like Dixon. He would love to be on, but. Hmm. You know, although actually he has his own podcast, doesn't he? So he, he he might be able to do it via satellite. There's all the technology available to us <laughs> that we can use to uh, bring these things to life. But away from the NFL, we'll kick off or tip off with the NBA today. And that kicked off or tipped off the other night. So I'm tempted to say kicked off. It's just part of Well, that's what you say. You say everything kicks off, don't you? Football kicks off, both types of football kick off. So, anyway. Is he yeah. <laughs> kick off just to start, isn't it? Kick off. It's just, it started. The NBA <laughs> began. The, the, the regular did. season um, began. So, I don't think every team's played so far, but there was two games on Tuesday evening. The Bucks beat the Nets 127-104. Janice Antetokounmpo with 32 points. Another stellar display from him. Just start with the first question. Is he the best player in the NBA at the moment? Yes, at the minute he is. I think there's no dispute there. He's a big guy. Um, he can hit a three-point shot. He can dunk the ball. He can dribble with the ball. He's a good defender. I think, ultimately, I was reading a, an article a long time ago now, and it, basically basketball is the sport where individual performance matters the most um, because there's only five guys on the court at any one time. So if you have a superstar, an absolute freak of nature like like Janice on the team, he's going to be able to drive that team. I mean, you can have four bang average guys and one superstar and he will will take them up there and he's that good I mean other than him you're talking about LeBron but you know LeBron's still phenomenal but his age is going to catch up to him at some point and Janice has still got a long long way to, to climb yet yeah and the Bucks obviously have won apparently won the last five fixtures includes this opener um, did it surprise you that they won the championship in the end because I, I was happy to see them win that because I usually thought those sides usually don't win. I yeah, don't know. I, yeah, I just yeah. feel like they're always on the cusp, but potentially knocked out earlier on. But they're beating the Nets, who are probably their biggest challengers in that conference. Yeah, I think I think that's again with basketball. I think it's really cool because if you do get that once in once in a generation talent, and they do like this like the team, they they'll stick around, and eventually you know you can build around them because Milwaukee becomes an attractive prospect for free agents because you can go. Oh, I'm going to go and play with Janice. I'm going to go and get some points. I'm going to maybe win a championship. And I think it's nice to see the Bucks do that. Are they going to be a perennial top team if Janice decides to move on, or if if you know when he when he does retire? I mean, plenty of time yet, but probably not. But I think it was great to see them win. I certainly wasn't surprised to see them win, but I do think sometimes the experience of you know the Lakers with with guys who've been there and won it before. Um, you often tend to expect them to be there in the in, in the playoffs. I mean, same as the NFL, isn't it? You know, everyone bang, banging on about Brady last season. Oh, he's not had the best season. And then all of a sudden there he's in the Super Bowl. 
absolutely tears the Chiefs apart because he's done it on that stage at so many times. So I think they're going to be an absolute threat this year and I would can't really see them not winning it again, to be honest. Hmm. Do you think that obviously the Nets are very overpowered, uh, a lot of good players, but Kyrie Irving's not playing due to his uh, well, that's the refusal problem. to take the vaccine. That's the problem. Kyrie's like lost uh, him, missed him the other night. Kyrie's an interesting character, isn't he? And it's a, it's a real shame, I think, for the sport that, that you've got guys like him who... Uh, unable to play because of the vaccination I mean whatever your political stance or whatever your stance is on vaccination I think ultimately he's made a decision where he's not going to do that could that potentially endanger people yes but at the end of the day it's a personal choice and it's a shame that he's going to be stopped from playing in the league however at that same juncture just you know <laughs> I was in his position I mean I don't feel as strongly about about it but Maybe you just uh, you just get that vaccine, don't you, and uh, probably go on off and potentially win a championship this year. Mm, I think that's possibly. Is it a problem with the American sports leagues where all the contracts are sort of in collectively part of the league? I mean, in the NHL, we've had the problem with Jack Eichel where he he isn't allowed to get a certain type of surgery because the league doesn't allow him to do that. Whereas if he was a footballer, he'd have a bit more freedom over his choice and his decisions, and it, it's the same if say the draft obviously it's normal to to american viewers and and watchers but if you're drafted to a certain team you have to go and play for that team you don't have a choice of what yeah. of what team in the league you go to i mean i guess i guess it is it could be considered as a problem yeah i think i, I guess in football you've got that bit more freedom where you can actually with football english football um Association football, sorry, obviously it's a, it's a global game, but um, yeah, you've kind of got that that more freedom, I, I suppose, with the players being contracted differently. I do think the way that it's tied into the league does allow for more parity within the leagues. However, that then does cause these problems now, where we're losing out on you know Kyrie Irving's not playing. Uh, I think Andrew Wiggins cannot play uh, the for the. Uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, you've got Jack Eichel obviously going through things in the NHL. We've had moments in the, in the, the NFL where certain players can't play. I uh, can't think of anything off the top of my head right now, but there's, there's been there's been moments like that. And I think uh, it is a shame. Maybe it's something that, you know, maybe you can partially tie these contracts in, but give the players a little bit of freedom. And I think, you know, also I think maybe the Kyrie situation and, and any of the, especially with the vaccine at the minute, I mean, you'd. Like I say, it's it's a contentious topic anyway in, in 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 the general public. So, you know, could could there not be a middle ground where maybe he can he doesn't have to get vaccinated, but perhaps you know, is if he's tested nightly or does a test before every game, or if there's there's a way he can still play and, and ensure the other players' safety. Um, but I mean, you you also have in- issues in the um, the NBA. I don't know if you knew with with a uh, Carl Anthony Towns claims that uh, he plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves mm. claims he lost seven family members to covid so if you've got someone like that mm. who's going to be you know get the get the damn vaccine because you you know you might get you might get seriously ill um and then there's someone some of the guy going well I, you know it might affect my ability to play basketball well, well I think the thing that's affecting your ability to play basketball right now is the fact you're not getting it because you're not getting on a court anytime soon so it would be nice to be able to see a middle ground I think yeah but it's funny because in the NHL not every player is vaccinated, so I think they're getting tested every 72 hours, PCR tests, but they're not allowed to go across the border and play in the Canadian fixtures. Okay, So they I would see. miss quite a fair chunk of games, but they're not having to miss them all, so I don't, 
don't know why the NBA is so hard-lined on, I think, on the whole. Is it? I don't. I'm, I'm asking you a question. You might not know the answer. Yeah. Is it across the NBA now, or is it? Is it state laws? Because I know the Andrew Wiggins one was initially in California. You were not allowed to be in a building with people. I could you be. Know, for, I for a venue. And I think I don't know if New Jersey, New York brought that hmm. in as well. Um, but even so, I mean, it's. Perhaps we want to topics that we don't yeah, have too much yeah, knowledge yeah, about. Because so. I think the thing with Andrew Wiggins was that he wasn't actually going to be able to, able to play at home. So okay. he could play away games, but now All obviously right. certain states. So he couldn't play in Brooklyn, for example, if that's the that's the case there. But I mean, I think it just needs to be... I think the personal choice of the athletes needs to be respected, but also at the same time, I think the severity of the situation and that some people have gone through... I mean, I think that's the thing with COVID, isn't it? And Not to make this COVID podcast, but... You know, different people have different experiences of it. If you've lost family members, if you've been hardly hard affected hard by it, then uh, you're going to have a very different opinion to someone who perhaps hasn't seen how severe it can be. So I think that's why, still as a as as a race, really, we're kind of reeling from the effects of that, and hopefully it'll get sorted out and we can see the best basketball players on the court, basically. Yeah, continuing on, so the. Golden State Warriors beat the LA Lakers 121-14. Steph Curry got 21, Poole with 20. Although, Steph Curry said he played like trash. As for the Lakers, their biggest scorers, Anthony Davis was 33 and LeBron James was 34. And it was only an eight points from Russell Westbrook. So, the Golden State Warriors missed out on the playoffs last season. What was? Do you know what the reason for that was? Uh, they didn't have Clay Thompson. Okay. Clay Thompson hasn't played basketball for about two years, um, and I don't know if Clay was playing the other day, um, but I think that makes a difference. I mean, conversation we had in the car, really, on the way down. Does every game matter? So I mean, this opening day loss exactly, for the Lakers, does it matter? But I mean, that's the thing, you play that many games, ultimately, the, whether whether Clay's played, whether it's a, a win or a loss, it, it's probably not going to matter all too much come the end of the season. Um, so is is that... Does this mean the Warriors are back? Does this mean the Lakers are behind? I think it's all about acclimatisation. Russell Westbrook, new team. Uh, eight points, not great from him, but you know, he's 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 not exactly a, a very old guy, but he's 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 getting on now in in terms of his career. Um, but yeah, the Warriors last season, I think they missed Clay Thompson. I think they just didn't have that team that. that and 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 you know, I think I think people get found out over time. I, ultimately. They were very one-dimensional, you know. Steph's yeah. going to hit it from deep. Clay Thompson's going to hit it from deep. But the thing is, now you know, if the, when Clay Thompson was down, you know, just double team Steph Curry. All right, there we go. Where's the where are the points coming from? So, you know, I mean, their NBA players are all good, but I do think they just miss certain things. And I think it's just the same as any sport. If you keep going with the same formula, eventually you're going to get found out. Yeah. What What do you think about that? Those three in in LA, obviously. Or all getting on, but uh, do you think that experience will, will power them through to the Western Conference as champions? Is yeah, that... I think the Lakers will be up there. To be honest, I mean LeBron's going to get LeBron. LeBron, you look what he went right. So he came to the league, Cleveland, not a contender, become a contender. Leaves Cleveland, goes to Miami, not a contender, become a contender, wins two championships. Back to Cleveland, wins a championship. Lakers, absolutely. Absolutely awful. Worst worst patch they've had in in twenty thirty years. Kobe's gone. Teams in disarray. LeBron goes win a championship. I mean, this guy will win a championship. Where, and again, it goes back to that. You know, basketball. You have a guy who is good, and he's going to make a difference. And that's what LeBron's been doing with with LA. Um, 
Anthony Davis a, a, a key piece of the puzzle and I think Russell Westbrook just to have that experienced point guard who can make the passes can get the rebounds can hit the ball from deep I think it's going to be a, a key addition for them and I, I expect to see them in the in the fight I mean it, for me it's going to be Bucks and Lakers I think Aston probably will be them yeah probably fair to say but it's nice to see that I feel like I don't know whether I'm just getting the impression that the NBA is a bit more bit more open than it was a few seasons ago because it was virtually the same teams a few two or three seasons yeah ago. definitely definitely i mean the hawks are a good team now trey young's good uh the 76ers probably should have been in the finals recently but didn't manage to make it i mean they've got the ben simmons drama going on he was kicked out of practice the other day um probably gonna get traded um then you've got uh Sorry, there was someone else I was going to think. I mean, the Clippers, I think Kawhi is injured, so I think that might be a big problem for them, but they've got built a good team. Obviously, Warriors could be there, could be thereabouts. Uh, there's there's various teams. I haven't even mentioned the Nets. Um, so, I mean, there's teams there now that you're looking at that could be there or thereabouts. And then you've got teams that are building. The Suns made the finals last season with um, Chris Paul, a, vet, a veteran, you know, old guy, showing that he can do what he, what he does still. Devin Booker playing well. And... Um, you, I mean, you've got you've got teams like the 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 Mavericks now with Luka Doncic, obviously going to be a potential potential. Threat. I mean, he's the guy. I think you, you're going to be looking at Janice and, and Luka Luka Doncic. I think as the top two guys in the next, you know, maybe the next decade in the NBA. I would say. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the, one of the next games in the NBA, the Raptors welcome back to Toronto for the first time since 2019. Yeah, of course. So they played elsewhere, didn't they, last season? They played at Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay last season. Which is not very close to Toronto, is it? <laughs> not at all. And, um, yeah, they lost 98-83 to the Washington Wizards, so... Two teams I don't know much about, I'll no. be completely honest. I don't think either of them are particularly uh, good contenders this season. Yeah. Bradley Beal, I think he plays for... Washington, yeah, he does. does he, did he, is he not another anti-vaxxer? Is Bradley Beal not another one who's not... Well, he was playing the other night, so... That could be a state thing, see, that's just we uh, need to, we again, need to decide yes, on that. Um, Although, no, because it would... Back in Canada, so he must be vaccinated. Must be. Must be, yeah. But Bradley Beal's someone who... He's probably the best player there, um... Toronto, I don't even know who they've got anymore. I don't no, know. What, got Siakam, them, Siakam the, still there. They they won the championship too. Was it they won 2019? It was, it was, they won it accidentally, to be was honest. It? Mm. it was kind of everyone else was kind of flopped. Oh, is it a bit of a Leicester? No? Yeah, a bit of, it was a bit of one of them. They kind of capitalised on the thing, on, on everyone else. Funnily kind of enough, though, year. I'd actually predicted. I remember doing a bit of a, a thought. I mean, I don't bet, but I'd done a little sort of Stanley Cup champion NBA finals. So the season before the Raptors won the finals, I'd actually put the Raptors to win it, and then they did yeah, win it in the season I mean, after. So. I, mean, I think they were a good team, but it was kind of they're one of them teams, a bit like maybe what you would say. Um, I don't really know. Maybe like what the Mavericks are now. Was mm. they're probably going to get to the? Maybe the Mavericks aren't even a good example there. Maybe like the Suns, Phoenix Suns. They're probably going to get to the playoffs. They've got a good team. But then they just went on a roll, and then mm. they yeah they managed to, to do well. But the, yeah, the Raptors, I think they just NBA money talks, and it's not a big market. And you got you got um, Kawhi and linking up with Paul George and going to the Clippers after a free agency season. So you know that's what happens there. Um, I did have a few things more things written down for the NBA. It was just skirmish over Knicks beating the Celtics, but two traditional franchises that would be nice to see them do well in the league because yeah. the teams that we know well in the UK I feel yeah Nick's back in the playoffs last year Julius Randle having a great season and the Celtics just seem to be a bit of a 
they seem to have a, be, have, be having a few down years. Um, obviously, Kemba Walker's no longer playing for them. Uh, Jason Tatum is a, is a top player, one of the best players in the league. So, yeah, it could be good to see them two up there and competing again. But Knicks getting a win there is quite a good, uh, nice little start to the season for them. And that was a game that went to double overtime, apparently. So I, I, I don't even know so I I how, how overtime works in basketball at all. I think. <laughs> it's just another period. It's yeah. another quarter. So, I mean, but it's... I just think I just find it baffling. You know, you can play forty-eight minutes, of, and and you, the scores are in the hundreds, but they're the same. I don't, yeah, I don't know how it can be so yeah so close. Like you were saying the other day about the MLB, you know, how can you play one hundred and sixty-two games and be tied with someone and have to play a playing game? You know, you know. I don't know. How can it be so that close? There, surely there's got to be some way you can differentiate between. But yeah, I mean, double OT. I mean, fans getting the money's worth, aren't they? There, definitely. Moving on to the Major League Baseball, where the Atlanta Braves beat the LA Dodgers nine-two, and you've probably they could be in the final, they could be in the World Series by now because they only have to win one more game, and that's tonight, the day oh, that we're right, recording. Yeah, okay. So it's probably likely that they're either in it or on the cusp still. So and what's the current score in the series? It's 3-1 to the Braves. Okay, so even if they lose tonight, they've still... They've, they've Essentially, yeah. Yeah, so they're one game out. Okay. So the one win from the world first World Series since 1999. Do you know what, though? They've been a fantastic team for the last few years. I, I've not followed the baseball. I've been trying to follow it this year, but it's just... There's too many, <laughs> too many games. I don't have a team, really, so I can't... I don't follow one team, so... Um, they uh they they they're apparently one of the best teams and they've been one of the best teams for the last few years. And one of the the podcasts I listened to some podcast podcasts from John Boy Media, um and it was talking about the Braves and they said I think did they get to they got like to the, the playoffs two years ago and got knocked out in like the or they, a few years ago they got, got knocked out in like the, the quarter final stage then the year after they got knocked out in the semi-final stage and then last year they got knocked out in the in like the conference championship and the guys were saying oh well this year they'll get to the final and next year they'll win the world series but mm. it, so it looks like they could be on on course to that kind of classic progression that we saw mm. like teams like the chiefs of, of, of years gone by like oh they've got the next stage every year and eventually they're going to be there so nice to see them win got some good players Although I don't even know who they would be <laughs> facing, so <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. not. I mean, it's interesting your difficulties in following baseball because I feel like it's a sport you want to like, but just circumstances are not allowing you to sort of follow it. There it is, yeah. I like I like baseball. It's good. It's enjoyable. Um, I think it's a very chilled out game. Um, although it's obviously very intense as well. But I think yeah, they're just. I mean, it's like what we were saying on the way here. I, I just. 162 games I mean they're playing more than half the days in the year and I think it's probably just coming from a you know association football background where you're looking at you know the Premier League you're getting 38 games a season and and then my first American sport that I started to like the NFL 16 games mm. so easy well, to 17 follow. now yeah yeah, but. yeah but I mean it's just you know it's for 16 17 well now 18 weeks in a row the NFL's on yeah. you know from September to January we watch the NFL on a Sunday night and that's kind of or to February even because obviously the Super Bowl, but um yeah it's fairly fairly easy to follow. Whereas I think you, know, you could, I mean they have games f- five days five days a week, so it's 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 a well full time job, isn't it? 
just like everyone else goes pretty, to work full time yeah pretty much it's the one sport where I feel like you have to kind of live in America to really fully immerse yourself in it because you you would obviously go down to the ballpark every so often or you'd, yeah. you'd have a local minor league team would be the farm team for one of the one of the MLB franchises maybe you'd follow them as well occasionally you go down to the, you know maybe it'd be two three hour drive to the to the bigger ballpark and then you'd maybe have one that you'd probably go quite, down like you say though quite local to you and you'd You'd have them on the TV. They'd be on the local TV station every, you know, sort of and when the games are on. And yeah, I think it's something as well where I think if you played the game, mm. I know it sounds daft, but we all grew up playing football, so yeah. we got into football. Where if you grew up playing baseball, you know, you probably watch a bit more of it because you know if you're playing right, I'm I'm playing first base. What do you do, what do you do nowadays if you're a kid? Well, I'm 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 going to play a left back. Right, well, you go and watch the videos of the best left backs in the in the world, and that's probably all right. I'm playing first base, right? Get YouTube on best first baseman, and right, let's watch this guy. And I think you, it's yeah. If you don't really, if you don't, I think it's a bit about that. When you grow up playing and grow up being being used to a sport, it's quite difficult to, sorry, easy to follow. Whereas when you're not, it's kind of alien to you. It's a. Uh, it's tricky, and it's all the, it's all the contract stuff as well. I mean, I tried to get, I tried to get like fully immersed into it. I tried to play like out of the park baseball, and it's, I can't do that. I don't have a clue about what the, all the contracts and stuff are. But yeah, it's still a good spot though. Yes, and the other semi final or championship game is Astros nine, Red Sox one. I've got my phone out actually because I need to actually look what the actual full score line is that in the series. Um, we have a look now. Well, I mean, while you're searching that, it's interesting that it's the Astros and the Red Sox, to be honest, because the Red Sox weren't predicted to have a very good season whatsoever. No. Well, the Red Sox are actually the team that got through the wild card with the, with the Yankees. Yeah. So Yankees fans will be livid again. That was not a, good enough. That was madness, though, because it was a one-off in, like, obviously we say 162 games, yeah, and it yeah. came down to that have one to single game, game between... I would argue two of the most famous franchises in American well, sports. I would say, yeah, the t- I should say, yeah, it's not <laughs> maybe not in the whole whole of the sports, but I think yeah, definitely in baseball. But the yeah, Yankees probably are the most iconic franchise in all sports, to be honest. Mm. So that one's Houston leading that three two, um, okay. and the Friday night going into Saturday is the decider. Um, on obviously the Red Sox need to win, yeah, or Houston are through. That's tomorrow night then, yeah. Yes. As of time of recording. As of time of recording, so we're recording this on Thursday evening. Out of those four teams, I mean, who would you like to see win the the whole thing? Um, I, I mean, I, I'm, I would like to see the Braves win. I think um, I would because obviously the Astros and Dodgers have won quite recently. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I will say uh, for obviously the Astros, it's probably a big deal if they win it without knowing every single pitch that's coming towards them so maybe that shows that they did cheat their way to the uh, last well one. this was mentioned in the last podcast by jack and i just think that's making the most due resources there well you could say that but it is it's it's you know sometimes things are, are not acceptable and i think in the spot sport of baseball you know it's just kind of a, it's strange and it? it's kind of a you know standard yeah. thing. You, know, you do things the right way but like yeah, cricket really be, i suppose yeah that way. Like, yeah <laughs> the american cricket is it basically um but yeah i think it would be good for them to you know kind of get that that off their back in the sense of yeah look fair enough yeah we did we did kind of cheat but now look we've won it on off our own back anyway now so so we are we are good enough we do deserve that title but i think any four of them teams i mean i never mind seeing the red Sox win it big team aren't they it's just cool when a team like that wins it and 
but yeah, I'd like to see the Braves win it. I think yeah. they've been a good team for for too long to to not, and, th- and it'll probably get to the point where they're going to miss their miss that window soon, a window close soon. So a couple of more interesting things I've wrote down from the MLB ties is uh, a, a man caught a bat in the crowd. So okay. one of the bats snapped in half and flew into the crowd. A flying missile, he just caught it out of the air and casually grabbed it. it was, uh, I think <laughs> these guys in the crowd should be should be on the field sometimes. You see the ca- you see that guy who had a beer and his child. I did, yeah. And then you s- <laughs> bare hand caught this ball, didn't spill any of his beer, kept his child. I mean. They are, the, I think the great baseball crowds, to be honest. Oh, with. I think the best. I think it is one spot you'd actually like to go. I would love to go and I see baseball. I would love to go and watch it, yeah. Yeah, live. I think, and do you know what? I think because it's so long in terms of... I mean, it's probably no longer than the NFL, is it? But it feels so long because it's so relaxed. I think you just... You, you'd get wrecked, wouldn't you? You would just be you absolutely... You'd wrecked. be battered by the time, and it would just be fun. Like, imagine going there for... What you're doing on a you know Saturday, what you're doing with, you know, I'm going to watch the game with the lads, and you're just out for you know hours and... Yeah, it'd be a good crack, wouldn't it? Really, to be honest. But, but yeah, I think that's quite cool. A bat. I mean, you'd probably be a bit scared seeing that steam towards, wouldn't you? No, right, dangerous. But just plucked out. Skills. Yeah, good uh, at catching things, aren't they, the Americans? Yeah. Um. I mean, there was that guy who caught. Did he catch a foul ball in Chicago, and then they all hated him for? Oh, it was the one. It was the guy. Had he cost them the game or something? There was he? a few, wasn't there? But there was a really famous one where it's going for a. So it's at it's at the fence, and it you can't really tell is it going over the fence for the home run, but the guy I think the outfielder is racing towards the fence and he's going up to catch it, like because obviously even if it goes over the fence if you can tip your glove over, bring the ball in it's still a catch, so he's gone up, and as he's gone up a guy in the crowd's just gone. <laughs> and then obviously the, it's gone as a home run and, he's gone, and then yeah. the guy's yeah but he's a fan of the team that's trying to catch know, it yeah. it was, it was Cubs, the Cubs I think yeah, and it, it he's a Cubs fan and basically he's just robbed them of a but I think it was a big game as well I don't and know and that was before they'd obviously yeah the that they've done that now yeah, so. so I think he's been forgiven since <laughs> well <laughs> potentially but still I think uh, not the favourite man in Chicago and the other thing I've written down is Joe Buck was commentating on the air. Uh, I know he's at MLB, but I just find it interesting the kind of flexibility of the American sportcasters <laughs> well, that he's I, you know he's normally on the NFL see, and he's on the MLB there. I was going to say this the other day in in the, in the chat. To be fair, I don't know when you watch Red Zone, you, Kevin Harland is, has the best voice of all of the NFL. Is he the one with the ridiculously deep voice? Yeah, but he's like he's the NBA guy as well. Is he? Yeah. Okay, and I know there's another guy who does. That and he's that he's been doing the NHL games as well. Yeah. So I just think, I mean, I know there is some sports broadcasters in Britain that are like do more than just one sport, but I, I don't mean, really you find know, Jonathan Pierce famously Robot Wars, Robot and, Wars and, and, and Match of the Day. And I've yeah, I'm sure I've heard Jonathan Pierce do other sports, but I think a lot of people do. I mean, I think it's well it's commentary, isn't it? So you, it's a different thing the, the the lead commentator will commentate on the, and then you'll have your colour commentator who will be the, your mm. analyst so I mean I guess no one's expecting Joe Buck to give you know analytical decisions based upon or analytical mm-hmm. comments based on what I mean he got slated by Peyton Manning didn't he for being rubbish at that apparently so I did um, I did watch a compilation of the worst Joe Buck calls or something he's it's just, just like he's so just boring, boring <laughs> doesn't he? I quite like Joe Buck I don't mind him actually the thing the thing is though I think you have those commentators in every sport that just keep it calm yeah you know like in football you have it you, you know like and there's a goal and someone's just like yep yeah, there it is <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like oh that's not 
But yeah, it's I yeah. I mean, he's one of them Joe. But I, I like him, but I probably wouldn't want him commentating on the Super Bowl. I don't know there is the next one. I don't know what what yeah. station it's on. I think it might be on NBC. Well, I just so that'll be Al Michaels and Chris. Well, that's always got Chris. But <laughs> Jack, oh, Jack, Jack, Jack is Jack's celebrating there with Chris. Jack's Collins. a big fan of Chris. Tull. I like Chris. To be I fair. don't mind Chris. The only reason I hate, well, I say I the only reason I hate. I don't mind him. The only reason I ever get wound up with Chris Collinsworth is because of the early Madden games when there was not much commentary. Like when we were Madden or nine, Madden ten, which is like the first ones we that I played. It's Chris Collinsworth's there, and yeah. it's just he only has about six lines. He just repeats them constantly. Like, and oh, I'll be no. honest with you. When I first started watching the NFL, he somewhat reminded me of a, an American Andy Townsend type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, he is. He is. Just I don't know. He's Andy Townsend was one run of the mill commentator. Who's on one of the main stations. But Andy Townsend wasn't that bad though. I don't know. I didn't mind Andy, <laughs> Andy but, Townsend know. in and around the box. That's all he ever used in to and say. Around, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think I think it's good. Yeah, Joe Buck. It's good to see. I quite like Joe Buck. I think the commentators do make it, and I, that's one thing I will say about American sports. Actually, the commentary so. I find a lot of the commentaries better and I find a lot of the analytics alongside it are much better as well. Mm. Whereas you watch football, I think you can, you know, there's sometimes, there's very few core commentators that in like football that you listen to. Like if when you're watching the Euros, how many times, if you go on Twitter when the Euros are on, oh God, I'm putting this on silent, Robbie Savage is on, oh God, Jermaine Genius <sighs> is talking again. Whereas you watch the NFL and you go, oh, get, get in, Tony Romo's on this. I'm going to listen to this now. I'm going to turn the volume up because I'm going to hear what he's got to say. Whereas you don't get that in football, do you? No one's going to get excited when they see Martin Keown. No, he's not just, at all. No, he doesn't really get get the juices flowing, does he? Anyway, continuing on to the NHL now, where I'll just run down through the things I've written down. So the Panthers, Florida Panthers, who've started impressively well, um, high-rated Stanley Cup contenders, they got a fine win in the Battle of the Sunshine State against the Lightning, completely shut them out. Lightning were 0-6 on the power play. And impressive performance by Lundell, but yeah, that that it's fantastic to see because they're two of the main teams in in the NHL now, with the two Florida teams, which is great for a not a traditional hockey market. Yeah, um, the Panthers for me in the NHL are the team that I never forget they exist. Yeah, and I n- never think they're like you know when you get like a team that's rubbish. Yeah, like, they're they're crap. They're terrible. I never think that about them. They're just a team that I'm just like, yeah, very, very they exist. Meddling. They're a team. Yeah, they are, yeah, the Florida uh, Panthers. For yeah, they're, they're just they're going to be there. They're not going to get in the playoffs. They're not going to do. It. They're not yeah. going to be bad. They're, or they might get in the playoffs and just get eliminated round one. So it's quite cool to see them doing well. And I always thought they were a team that. And I'm just basing this off my own like assumptions. Really, no, I'm completely baseless. But I always thought like. I wonder if when they'll move. I wonder no, when no, they they're won't always be the, the team that are always cited to move. But now they're having a bit of success. Maybe it'll get the people of uh, sort of Miami interested in hockey because I don't know how well that the Heat are doing at the moment. I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you see the Heat games on it, and the the, the, the fans aren't there for a lot of these. They're, not, lot think, of these they're not big into sports, are they? In Miami, it's, so it's not a. It's not, that, it's not a sports city. Is it? I really? think it's a very. Coming and going city, so people are not there for very long. I don't, I don't know that that I team pressure get that place. They're just fair weather as well, aren't they? When the Dolphins are winning, you can the fans. There's always fans there. I mean, Dolphins get more anyway because <laughs> I mean the, the Marlins and get no one. Um, <laughs> the, the the Heat get. I mean, when the Brom was there, Heat were packed. Packed, mm. packed the rafters every time. I think they're getting bigger crowds now. The Panthers like to be fair. Ah, it should do because of the well, the, yeah, it's good to see them winning. And I think, uh, it, but it'd be nice to see them. I mean, if they won a Stanley Cup before, no. 
Were they into the final, I think. Was that on like the 2003 season or something like that? Or was it can't remember off the then? top of my head. I think it might have been late 90s. Or... Yeah. Well, obviously not won it. So that'd be good to see if they can get there. And I tell you what, to have a like a you know the two best teams, the two most recent teams coming from just a couple of miles away from well, just a lot of miles away from each other. But you know, just down the road in terms of America. In America, you know, yeah, definitely. Just like you know Newcastle and Sunderland being the best two, winning the t- two Premier Leagues, isn't it? In a, in a sense, but be like teams that you would, wouldn't expect to be there either, to mm. then start dominating things. Yeah, uh, another one that's kind of baffling NHL fans at the moment. The Buffalo Sabres are three and zero for some reason. They've started really well. I mean, everyone was predicting they only. Some were even predicting they may only get ten wins in the whole season. Um, Gergensen's is their top scorer with four points. A, a Latvian guy, so oh, repping the uh, top guy. Thing. But I mean, I don't know whether they'll keep it up. But it's just strange to see a, a team that everyone predicts to do badly doing so well. Do you know what? Sometimes <laughs> though, I think it. I mean, they haven't really got any stars, have they? Any, any standout players? No, I mean, Eichel obviously was the only one, but as we say, out injured. Is Eichel still on their roster, though? No, I don't believe he's is even he on the salary cap. No. No, hmm. He's not part of the salary cap, I don't believe. I don't know the but full he's, situation. So he doesn't, he doesn't play for them, but he's, he's, an, for he's else. injured reserve if he's anything. Okay. Um, I know there's saga going on with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, for, for me, sometimes I think, like, sometimes you get you know, the classic case, too many cooks, don't you? And I think you get, like, these teams where, you know, they maybe don't have a... They've got nothing to lose. No mm. one expects it. So they just no. get these young lads go out there and I just go and play the been. best. I think that's what it's pretty much been. I think they're the best team sometimes. You look <laughs> you look all the time, you see them do... I mean, Sheffield United, when they came in the Premier League, to make a comparison to the... You know, I mean, I know went down last season, but when they first came up, they were just a championship team. They had one or two players, and you think... And it's the same, and you get these teams. The Titans the other year, when they had a run to the uh, championship game... I mean, you've got nothing to lose. No one expects Ryan Tannehill in the in the AFC Championship. People would have laughed you out of town if you'd suggested that at first. But it just gets to a point where it's like, you know, we're just gonna do what we do well, and we're gonna have fun doing it, and see how far it takes. And obviously, the Sabers are doing that. Definitely. Let me get on the right page. <laughs> so another team that started three and all the Saint Louis Blues. Well, that's what you expect, isn't and it? And they beat the Vegas Golden Knights three-one yesterday evening. That's good because I feel like they're always a team that we never beat. So no. I'm a Blues fan. No one, if anyone's ever read, and I can't. If people are watching this who've read things from the British Take before may not know that I'm a Saint Louis Blues fan because I don't think I've written anything about the NHL before other than. Um, my 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 guy who I've now Ilya forgotten. Yeah, yeah, he is he the general manager of Russian team at the maybe at the 22 Olympics? I think he is. Yeah, well, there we go. See, so they've got all the old school guys coming together to to make uh, that Olympic team up. But yeah, but yeah, I am. Um, I, people may not know that, but they are my team in in ice hockey. So good to see them winning again. And there's a guy who I I'm not particularly familiar with. It, Jordan Cairo or something. Yeah, he started the season really well. He's really a young good. player who's, who's up and coming in the you know, he's probably gonna be the face of the franchise in a few years' That's time. Good because I think Tar- Tarasenko is not gonna be you know, he, he was up for the the expansion, wasn't he? So he was, and he but to be fair, it was a good one two and then he scored from Cairo's assist. So Well hopefully we can keep these guys there. And the uh, I mean we've been a team that I think the blues of last season was a bit of a they didn't do particularly well, did they? But I mean no. they made the playoffs but I think, uh, yeah, ever since the win, 
it's, yeah. it's been a bit but they've been it's weird so I remember the only reason I ever liked the Blues was because when we played NHL or one because obviously Ryan is a big my cousin Ryan's a big ice hockey fan his dad used to play he used to play so when I was at my, I used to stay at my nana's we used to play NHL or one and he always used to pick the New Jersey Devils and he always make me pick the Blues because they were the worst team in the <laughs> NHL and he just beat me quite easily right. and then ever since then I was like oh I'll be the Blues it's like kind of a joke and then it got to the point where I started getting into it and I was like do you know what I'm going to pick these guys and then I remember Fridge saying to me back in like well, obviously when he was still around, we were still talking to him still mates with him so that would have been way back in like 10 12 years yeah, ago yeah and he was like like the blues are going to make the playoffs for the first time in like forever and then now to say yeah well stanley cup champions i mean it's a shame that i'm not more of a it's a shame i, I wish i was a bigger fan because i was i was really happy when they won it yeah. but it was one of them where i was like Oh, if that had been the Panthers winning it, like Carolina Panthers, I, yeah. oh, I would have been really like ecstatic. Yeah, but I mean, it was great. I, I mean, I did watch all the playoff games, um, not live because I was at work um, quite early. But we did watch all the highlights every time. Um, yeah. So every game I watched. There were some but, thrillers in that uh, Boston series. Yes, and to win it in six was always good because yeah, it was game seven. Sorry? It was a game seven. Was it a game seven? Yeah, it was a game seven. Ah, I thought they won it in six. Sorry, no, that's... Yeah, well, fair enough. And they went to TD Garden and won it, yeah. Game, game seven. What can I say? Best but, team in hockey. But to be fair, the Blues, similarly to what you were saying about the Sabres, I mean, I was I wrote a preview on the season. I had them as maybe the fourth, fifth team in the in the central, but, uh, you know, Cairo started well as I put the challenge on him to do well. Binnington's doing well in goal. He got that big contract last year. Tarasenko looks like he's come back and forgot everything that happened in the off season. Couldn't happen that. Sometimes the the start blighted, but yeah, they look focused. They look they've got solid lines. Uh, yeah, they could be a dangerous team this season. That's the key. I think sometimes no expectations or low expectations just create a, an atmosphere where guys just go out and play. I, I, I don't know. I feel like they've got back to the fundamentals of what won them the Stanley Cup. I think they've lost their identity sort of last season, and thought let's get back to where we were and we'll see how they progress but that was a good win fingers crossed fingers crossed they have a good year last night but it, I mean can we blame it on the, the injuries the Vegas Golden Knights Mark Stone does avoid surgery but uh, will be out for a while and Max Petrotti reliable goal scorer has got a fractured foot so God knows when he's going to be back but Max Petrotti was the guy who got slammed by Zidane Ochara against the dugout wasn't he okay yeah. have you never seen that I don't played, know whether I have uh Watch it. It's brutal. One of the most brutal hits I've ever seen. Uh, Zdeno Chara and when he plays for the Bruins and Pacioretty when he played for the Canadians. Canadians yeah. He's going down the left wing and Chara hits him over the side when you know where like the players are. But obviously they're going at pace. He goes over the side and just off the off the wall. <laughs> I thought he was killed to be honest, but he's fine. Who who are we looking for? <laughs> Pacioretty. Uh PAC. I O R E T T and then is it a Y? Y, yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, Zidane Ochar is still playing the NHL. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's, he's exactly moved teams. He was at the Capitals last season, he's now at the Islanders. And his defensive How old how old is he now? Partner is Noah Dobson, I think. It's one of the two. Uh, who's only about 21, 22, so, so Char is like twice his age. Oh, oh, be his dad. 44, Char. Oh, nearly four, I think he's going to be 45 this season. Is he still so. some player as well? He's still he? quite good, yeah. What a player he was at the time. And, oh, here uh, we go. Here, just he, getting the clip played for us now. 
Brutal. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Oh, my word. He's uh, laid out there. Terrible. Yeah, That's a big rivalry, that Boston-Montreal. Yeah, yeah they're two big teams, aren't they? In the, uh, in the NHL. But, yeah. So that that that's kind of all basis, or basis covering the NHL. Yeah, no. So so I w- I'm going to try and I'll, I'll stick with my my blues. I'll try and follow the blues, and I'll try and put a few bits out there on the on the NHL this season because I do, I do. Really I mean, like I'm going to have it covered with uh, sort of the puck puck it in column that's going to be out now. Another one was out. I mean, recording today Thursday. I've just written about the teams that are, are without a win so far this season. With I think Canadians being one of them with an own four start. <laughs> I think the thing with the NHL, which is weird, I always think it's probably the sport that make between you and I, we probably arguably could. could I mean, you you follow it a hell of a lot more closer closer than me, but <laughs> ice hockey is the the best sport. I think it's probably our favourite sport. Like I probably sit, I probably sit and argue and say I probably enjoy watching ice hockey more than like American that. football. I, mean, I love the NHL. I think so. I've de- I, I mean, and I'd argue. I mean. I know it's because we're living in Billingham, we've got an ice rink, but I, I don't know whether thing, it was yeah. the NHL was probably one of the sports. As you say there, you're playing it with your cousin. I, I mean, I don't know how old you were then. Oh, you were seven. But I probably was a bit more aware of the NHL before I was even aware of of, of the Premier yeah, League and yeah. football, but I don't, just, I don't I, know why, yeah. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's Billingham having the, the rink. Could be but that. I mean, I go, I go and watch, I mean, watch the Sheffield Steelers a few times last... Mm-hmm. When the, when have I you seen Have you them. seen Liam Kirk play then? No, no, oh, no. Um, I've seen GB play against a KHL team, and Kirk may have played. So, uh, yeah, potentially, potentially. So he's so in the uh, Tucson Roadrunners this season in the AHL. Well, so hopefully he gets among up to the, the roster. Um, potential chance for him getting the Arizona team because well, they're, they're not a very good team either this season. Dreadful. Yeah. I mean, they're one of the teams who are out of the win, but not surprising at all. Well, <laughs> fingers crossed. Well, I saw that was the one you slated the most on your on your, on your Twitter. So, yes, you know. yeah. Um, Boo! All these all these Coyotes fans will be after your fair play. Coyotes your fans for sticking with them. Are you Alice Cooper? If he hears this, he'll be at. He'll is be he a Coyotes fan? Is he Alice Cooper? He's a huge Coyotes fan. Oh well. <laughs> Honestly, you could just. Alice Cooper. See, all this NHL section is is me giving random facts about historic, not even historic, just <laughs> crap facts about the NHL, isn't it? Really, pretty much. But yeah, so we'll move on to the the main. I'm going to call it the main spot. I don't care what anyone else says. The NFL. It's the one we all like the most, isn't it? I think it's the one that we follow the closest. Gets, sorry, gets you into American sports. Really, if you're a British fan, it's the one that we're all exposed to. The one that has the most media coverage over here. Um, so I've just picked out a few games over the weekend that. I'm interesting. Um, so I'll start yep. with the first one: Titans versus Chiefs. Titans obviously getting that big win over the Bills in Monday Night Football, and the Chiefs did win last week, but a bit on the ropes still. Uh, Patrick Mahomes isn't Patrick Mahomes, is he? He's, he's not. He's not the same as he was. He's um, uh, a bit erratic, I think. I think more than usual, but not in a controlled way like he was before. He just seems to not be the same guy. I just feel like. Jack was saying, wasn't he? It's the contract. I mean, that could be. It could it be that he doesn't have to worry anymore. He doesn't have to play for his future. Um, he's, I just don't think. I just think. I think people have, have have figured them out. I think you you watched the books last in that Super Bowl, right? All they did was sat two deep safeties and put the corners about five yards deeper than they needed to, and they could do absolutely nothing. Rushed Mahomes, made him run around, and as long as you had tight coverage, he couldn't go over the top to Tyree because the safety was there. He couldn't go underneath because he was pressured. Mm-hmm. Kelsey was just 
out of the game. If you've got a linebacker with a bit of speed, Kelsey will go out of the game. And Kelsey loses his head. Kelsey, he's, Kelsey's a classic head loser. He loses he loses nappers straight off, I think, if he can't get it. I think he's the best tight end in, in the league on his day. But And then I think Mahomes starts rushing stuff. I mean, in that Super Bowl, Mahomes had an absolute stinker in terms of passing the ball. It wasn't necessarily his fault. But, yeah, I just think you nullify them just sitting deep. You allow that short play... If you, as soon as the receiver catches that ball, your defense can swarm in. So even if the receiver gets, you know, five, six yards, even if your receiver's getting first downs, you can't, you know, you can you can nullify them a bit. I think. I just don't think they're as good as they were. Um, yeah, and one thing I'll say about this game is, if I'm not mistaken, the Chiefs' uh, run defense is pretty pretty subpar. Um, a few games I've seen, I mean, I think same remember game one of the season, Kareem Hunt was. And Nick Chubb were just running through them. I mean, so I mean, this game, Derek Henry. Every, everyone's run defense <laughs> is poor when you've got come up against Derek Henry. True. So if you've already got a bad one, then yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. That's why that's why Ryan Tannehill's so good these days because he doesn't have to do anything anymore. He just run, 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 run. Oh well, we'll do a play action, and then I'll have eight years in the pocket to just find someone. And that's just, and you know, you got. Guys like AJ Brown and yeah. Julio there now. I mean, team that was what what a catch it was Monday Night Football, and it was <laughs> so it was basically smacked off the guy's helmet, and then he just sort of caught it. He's on, just, on the cuff. He's phenomenal, is, isn't he, Julio? I mean, he's, really he's not. He's not. I don't think he's the Julio of old, but I think he, you know, to get a guy like that in your team. But for young guys like AJ Brown as well to kind of go, like, watch me. This is how you do it. I think that's quite a big thing. Yeah. So for pick a winner of those two teams I'm going to go with the Titans on the basis yeah, of what agree. I've seen recently I'm going to agree with you unless unless Mahomes if Mahomes plays like Mahomes should play then the Chiefs can quite easily win it I think it's going to be a very close game but I would go with the, the Titans I think they're the team that's on form the most I mean they beat the Bills the Bills I thought were, were hot so yeah you know, I think they can. They could go on a roll, and I think they've got to be in a conversation for maybe you know an outside chance of maybe getting some rings this year yeah, I mean, definitely worth the conversation if they beat the Bills and Chiefs on back-to-back <laughs> yeah, weeks. Yeah, you, could, you could get his... Well, that might be what they have to do in, in, in January, mightn't it? Hmm. The next game I've got up is the big AFC North matchup: Ravens against Bengals. I wrote in my column, Jimmy's Musings, on Monday that I thought the Ravens had the AFC North on lockdown... That coming from a Steelers fan is sort of trying to put pressure on the Ravens, trying to tempt fate there. Um, but yeah, the Bengals have started really impressively. It should be a hell of a matchup well, this one. Well, I mean, Lamar Jackson does read the Jimmy's music, I hope so he does. I know he'll get he'll get frustrated. I've complimented his throwing. So <laughs> no, I think that, I think you're that. right. I think it is painful to, for you to say that as well. Um, the the Ravens definitely. I think they're going to be the best team in the AFC North. I think potentially one of the best teams in the AFC. The way they handled the Chargers, I thought was phenomenal. I think the Chargers had. It. I, I was I was saying um, the Chargers, you know, were one of my dark horses. Well, that was this my season. smooth rock of the week. Was uh, Chargers yeah, over finally, Ravens? So. Finally, defeat. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, I mean, they nullified Herbert. The defense was there, and if they get the offense moving, I think they're fine. But I still think um, I still think it's not going to be plain sailing. Joe Burrow's been excellent. Jamar Chase been excellent. Joe Mixon excellent. Um, CJ Zoma excellent. Uh, offensively, they're great. Um, and the Bengals have ju- the Bengals have done what a team like the Bengals should have done, and they've turned terrible. Got that first pick and built, put weapons around that guy, and created a team that he can run with. So. 
you know, whether it's this season for the Bengals, I mean, it's a bright future for me for them. Definitely, I mean, uh, fair play for them sticking with Zach Taylor as well, who's not had many, I think the best season he's had, maybe four, five, he's never had a winning season since he's come in. No, no, and I think it's, it's you know, it's, it's about time that the Bengals, was at Marvin Lewis for so long, um, but it's about time, yeah, going in a new direction, Burrow, and it's just great to see Burrow, you know, there was that talk, wasn't there? People going, well, the Bengals are you know, they're dead, they're a dying franchise, mm, is well, Burrow going to want to go? Train the was success out of the train, yeah. <laughs> Uh, is Burrow going to want to get picked by the by the Bengals? No, he's going to kick cause a fuss. And then there was the whole when the Panthers we signed Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, and we were looking to maybe move up in the draft. And it was like, oh, Panthers are going to trade the farm for Burrow. And then, um, but no, I think he, he, great to see. And Joe Burrow's class, I think he's the best young young quarterback in the league. I think. Uh, well, sorry, other than Kyler Murray, I think he's the best young quarterback in the league. But he's such a great personality as well. I think. Yeah, man. He'd just be sat here, wouldn't he? I think he's just one of them guys. <laughs> Potentially, I think we'll get him on next week. I would argue these two teams are going to be the leading teams in the AFC North. As a Steelers fan, obviously Big Ben's last season, and then it's for a challenge for us to find a new quarterback, the successor, which we should have been doing numerous seasons ago, but it doesn't seem to have happened. Um, obviously, we're going to have a solid running game. All the rest of it, we'll have decent receivers. But so Steelers, I'm going to count out the conversation. Browns. Could be around, but I'm going to say Burrow is considerably better than Baker Mayfield. I don't rate Baker Mayfield that highly. I mean, I don't know if it's just, has I not watched enough of him, or am I being too judgmental? Is, <laughs> it, um, correct me, and you might not know off the top of your head, was Baker not the draft where it was Mayfield, Darnold, Rosen, Oh, sorry, Mayfield, Darnold, Josh out. Allen, and uh, Josh Rosen. Because if they went first up, I mean, first of all, Barkley, Saquon Barkley was second pick in that in that draft. So, you know, I, Baker's cool and I like his personality, but sometimes I think he's a bit hot headed. Sometimes I think he's a bit overconfident. But I mean, if if they've passed up on, you know, took. No, I think I've dived and took took Baker early there, and I just don't know whether or not that's the. Well, uh, I'll tell you some quarterbacks they could have had um, before him, or yeah, instead of him. So obviously, Sam Darnold was number three. But yeah, I mean Darnold. I don't think Darnold's really. better than him. Y- yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Josh Allen, Rosen. Who was obviously you pick, you pick Allen? You, you, Allen was the Allen was the standout quarterback in, in that draft. And in, 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 I mean, in Lamar years. Jackson was a number three. Lamar <laughs> Jackson. Jackson's better. <laughs> I don't get me wrong. Baker Mayfield is is class, and you know he, he is a great quarterback. But I think that w- it's a shame to say that for the Browns when you look th- they look like they've found their guy. But I just think they found. No, he's their considerably g- better than what they've had in the past. Yeah, but, but it, I feel like he was there about. I feel like he was the worst of all the ones well, after after the, after him. It's been. Um, Oh, blooming neck is forgetting. After him, you've Kyler. got Kyler, Joe Burrow, and then and then who was Lawrence? Yeah, and That's Trevor Lawrence. Recent I mean, and, and Lawrence, you can't pass judgment on yet. Nope. Um, so y- you know, is you've yes, you've hit, you've got your franchise guy, but it's just typical Browns where I'm sat there thinking, yeah, they got the guy, but 
He's They're having probably... improved, though. Oh, least. yeah, God, God, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're a playoff team now, and you would expect them to be there or thereabouts, but they could imagine the Browns if they had Josh Allen. Nah. Just, imagine, just imagine that. Imagine, imagine how scary they'd be then. And, I mean, Miles Garrett, I mean, but, I mean the defence is good. They just. I mean, they would be really scary, because, I mean, if I'm thinking to myself, I don't know, I'm thinking to myself, he should put Baker into the Bills team. Would the Bills be as good as they are now? I no, no chance would they be <laughs> as good as they are. And... Although would they be as good as the, as the Brahms are now, I don't know. I mean, also, you look at Josh Allen, and Buffalo becomes an attractive place to go. I know we're talking about the Browns here. Buffalo becomes an attractive place to go because if you're a wide receiver and you're fast, you're going to score loads of touchdowns because Josh Allen's just going to go... Mm-hmm. Obviously, people listening didn't see that. I just basically I mean, a did an arm, arm motion can, there. Can see that. He, and it's just a... Yeah, and he just you score straight away over the top of everyone. And he's, I think Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the league but I was saying on on his day the previous podcast that if we're talking about players longevity in playing in the league I can see him going on a lot longer than say Mahomes is going to go on yeah I would agree yeah He's just a prototypical old school. I mean, that's the thing that you always have a quarterback now and then and you go like when Cam came in Cam Newton alright well he's going to do this that and the other and it's like yeah but he, he rushed loads and then he got his, his body fell apart he was great for a few years, but he just his longevity way. Josh Allen's just a big unit who just throws the ball. And he can also run, which is great. Hmm. Uh carrying on to another game. Panthers Giants. Panthers lost the last three games. Surely they get back to winning ways against a dreadful Giants team. Um you would like to think that. <laughs> and to be honest, so I I don't know why Davies put me in this group um, with Panthers fans on on Facebook, and I don't use Facebook at all anymore. But I go on there, and the only time I use Facebook is to comment on these things. Because Panthers fans, if you're listening, if anyone out there is a Panthers fan and listens to this, idiots, most of them are fools, right? People asking for Cam Newton back, people saying Sam Darnold needs to get put in the Desperate bin. Times. People saying, uh, I mean, God, the wide receivers were absolutely diabolical against Minnesota. Um, but when you have a game, right, when you play a game where your receivers drop six passes in the game, which is the second most of any game in the last, like, 30 years or something like that, when you have an offensive line that's built out of just lads they found off a street, right, and which it must be, because, I mean, you can't tell me they're a professional offensive line. Me and you could probably do a job in that. Um, but when you, when you have that, you know, receivers that are dropping, offensive line that can't block... And, and, and you still come to overtime. I mean, and the defence, the only reason the defence gets burned in the first drive of overtime is because they played about 57 minutes. Because they were never, the offence is never off. But yeah, I mean, the Giants are crap, so hopefully you beat them. But we should have beat, should have beat the Eagles realistically. Um, I know, obviously, Jack is an Eagles fan, and I think he probably would say, yeah, they, they should have probably lost that game. Uh, Darnold just, we, we had a lead, bottled it, threw it away. Comfortable lead, defence smashing it. Darnold throws two picks. Not probably on Darnold. He's rushed all the time. Um, Dallas, we were in the game. We gave Dallas a good game and Dallas beat us. But, you know, that that for me, the Dallas game was actually the first game where you think, yeah, we should have lost, but we were competitive. And then Minnesota should have... I mean, you could be sat here thinking, yeah, we're 5-1 and one here. 6-1 and one versus Giants. And then look, you're looking at a team that's... Rather than fans going... Wow, wow, wow! Get Cam Newton with half his shoulder back. We're going, yeah, five and one potentially in the playoffs here, because the Falcons are trash. 
the Saints are not the Saints without Drew B- Drew Brees, and I mean the books have got Tom Brady, but other than that, I mean we potentially there. But yeah, should hopefully beat the Giants, but um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm just used to it now. I said. I said. I think I put it in the chat, didn't I? Um, you know, when we won the first three games, I'm ready for the loot to lose the next 14 now. And what's happened? Hmm. Well. I mean, if Christine McCaffrey had been playing, do you think you'd have a bit... Well, you'd obviously have a better record than you do now, I reckon. No? Yeah, we'd, we'd be better. But I think, yeah, but again, just too much on too much on McCaffrey for me. I think he just needs to... McCaffrey's class, but just let him not have the ball all the time. Um, the next game I'm down, I've got Raiders-Eagles, but I'm just going to go... Raiders, I think, should, too past that Raiders one, should, I think should win, but then they might not. We'll be here forever if we're talking about the Gruden situation. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just finally, the two um, games that are on prime time are 49ers-Colts and Seahawks-Saints. I mean, I'm going to argue they are, through circumstance, two quite poor matchups for kind of... Prime time Sunday Monday night football. Yeah, yeah. And the Seahawks, unfortunately, I mean, it's down with Russell Wilson's injury. But even still, I mean, if he was wasn't injured, I'd probably say that was going to be heavily in the favour of the Seahawks. But I'd give Saints a chance in that one. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it might be an interesting game because Russell's not there. Yeah, because he's just not. got two quarterbacks that aren't really very good uh, doing doing bits. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of interceptions, a lot of weird Pick plays. City, in that isn't one. it? That yeah, yeah. defense will win that game, um, and then San Fran, Indianapolis. I mean, you. I mean, San Fran. Would you, would you pick there, San Francisco, will just win that easily. Mm, I mean, how have San Fran done recent? I think have they not been a little bit of a disappointment to what people because they were coming yeah, back healthy, were yeah. there? And I think they've not been as I mean, good. I, th- I don't think the Colts have been as bad. I know they haven't won. The, the, they they. Beat the Texans quite convincingly the other I week. I mean, everyone but, beats the Texans quite convincingly this Jacks, season. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I know obviously Jack has bias, hates Carson Wentz, but I don't think I don't think Wentz has been that bad for Indianapolis. Don't get me wrong, I don't think he's going to win them a Super Bowl, but I think Wentz is... It's good, it's better for the Colts to have a younger quarterback who might be okay. I mean, he's not He's not Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was phenomenal, but um, obviously Rivers was good, but Rivers was only going to be short-term. It's good that they've got a guy that maybe they can build around. Um, and if they've got a good line, if Wentz can stay healthy. Um, I don't know, did T.Y. Hilton left the game, didn't he, in the, in the weekend? But did he come back? I'm, I'm not sure. T.Y.'s, T-Y's great if, if T.Y.'s there. And the Jonathan Taylor, great player. Mm. So yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much the NFL. That's pretty much the whole whole podcast. Unless you've got yeah. any kind of last words or no, nothing, things that have caught your eye. Nothing major from me, really. Um, like I say, it'd be interesting to see what happens with the NBA. Uh, Sacramento Kings uh, not made the playoffs for fifteen years. This could be the season they finally get back in. I think that Pacific Division is extremely strong. One team will probably miss out, but I think four teams from that makes the playoffs. Hopefully the Kings are one of the teams that makes that. Um, so that'll be a story to look out for, I guess, as we go through um, the season. I'll try and try and track that as best as I can. Um, I guess I guess what, I was, what I'll say to you, because I, I find this very hard to pick right now, because um, normally we'll do a prediction about like who will be in the Super Bowl, pre-season with absolutely nothing that you've seen but you know we're 
you know, six weeks into the season now. And I think this is the most open the NFL has ever been in the time I can remember watching it. Who, if, I mean, you might have, who 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 do you say right now would, your two teams, so you were an AFC champion and an NFC champion picked after six weeks, about a third of the season gone. I mean, who, who, who who's your teams there? Who are we watching on February, that was it, the 13th? February the 13th, who are we watching? I'm saying the Bills. I still think the Bills are going to come through. Uh, as I say, Josh Allen. He's got it all. Um, I mean, they would have won the game Monday night, but just slipped, didn't he? So it's an unfortunate <laughs> play. And same from the NFC. I can't look past the books. I just feel like once it's going to get into playoff season, they're going to have it have the tools to sort of negotiate them games. They've got the nows, and yeah, I just feel they're they're the two teams that are going to be the SB for me. I think that's yeah. I don't think that's particularly. Uh Hard to disagree with, to be honest. There, I think the Bills, the Bills have been the team I've said from from day one. But unless somebody like say, you know, maybe the Ravens, we see a bit more from them. The AFC is more open than the NFC yeah. this season. But then, then again, but I, I really can't look past the Bucks unless. I mean, I think the, yeah, the book. But I mean, Tom Brady in it. It's yeah. just Brady. He, at the end of the day, the Bucks, if they get to the playoffs, who who, who beats them? Exactly. Not many people have beaten. Tom, well, quite a lot of people have beaten Tom Brady in the playoffs, but he's won a lot more than he's uh, than he's lost, hasn't he? That's stupid. Has. That though, eight rings, isn't it? That's stupid. That's just staff now. Criminal at that point. Do you think he's going to try and get ten rings, one for each finger, and then? Yeah. Well, he wants to play until he's fifty-five, so we'll see. Is that actually what he said? He did say that. Yes. I wouldn't put it past him. I want to see it, me. Person. Why not? Why not? If he can do it, why not do it? You know what? What's what? We have this whole thing with sports and age, don't we? You know, this guy's this guy's old now. He's thirty-two. In the NFL, imagine Tom Brady, thirty ten years left of your career, at least more than a decade left of your career, and to then go and win the majority of your Super Bowls in that next decade. It's mental, isn't it? I don't. I mean, look at guys like Aaron Rodgers. People, I mean, the Packers going, oh, we need to get his replacement ready. What is what is Aaron Rodgers now? Thirty-six, thirty-seven. He's in. Again, he's, in, he's he wants to go till he's forty-five. Rogers wants to go till he's forty-five. So why, why have you drafted Jordan Love when you could have drafted a wide receiver a few years ago? And Rogers going to play till he's forty-five? And you, you would, you know, if Rogers all of a sudden wants to leave Green Bay and he's thirty-nine years old, everyone takes him, don't they? They certainly do. Right, but anyway, yeah, that's me. That's all that's I have to, to uh, say there. That's me, James Cartwright, Samuel Layton there. Um, thank you for joining us on episode two of the British Take podcast. Make sure to stick around, look at the site, read the bits that we uh, ramble on about, and uh, we'll see you for another podcast. Don't know where, don't know when. And if you see do you listen, then. if you do listen and you do want to say anything, please tweet us, let us know. We're happy to interact with people. Yeah, man, I think it's at the British Take on yeah, Twitter. Let yeah. us know what you think. You know, are we right? Do you agree with James? It's going to be the Bills. Let us know.